0: ...an effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-585-8282. 800-585-8282. That's 800-585-8282. Your AFC champions play right here. Proud to be the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station.
1: Let's begin now.
2: Time to get to it. Thanks to Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Doing the Arrowhead Pride radio show. This is now After Hours with your host, Dusty Likens. Thanks for listening and tuning in. What a weekend it was, right? What a a time to be alive. Uh, Chiefs win Monday night. You have the Red Reaction Show. Most calls we've had all year. A real special show. Tonight, After Hours, kind of like the... uh, I don't want to say the hangover is kicking in, but more so the the anticipation is now going to kill you. Because I feel like a lot of people leading up into that Cincinnati game, it was like, man, I just want Sunday to get here. I just want Sunday night to get here. It's taking forever to get here. Well, this is like times two. Now, luckily, they don't do any practicing, and they don't do a whole lot of movement during this week. I think the teams will probably travel at some point this weekend. Um, and get down there, and then they'll, you know, kind of ramp things up on the practice fields. They'll have their, you know, the media will be all over it. Pete Sweeney will be down there giving you all the information you need on Arrowhead Pride. Make sure you tune into that. Um, kind of a cool thing tonight, though. You can uh, you can go outside and see a comet. That's kind of gnarly. The little green. Com- Are you gonna go out there and check it out, Chris? What What time
1: is this thing gonna? You hit? can do it as soon as you leave here.
2: It's uh, it's in the atmosphere as we speak. It's the closest to the Earth it'll be tonight. Should be clear skies. I can tell you how to do it. I'm a nerd. Uh, you find Polaris. You're familiar with Polaris. I don't know. That is that the name is. of the North Star. I don't know where that is. North. It's it's the brightest star in the sky. <laughs> oh, that's, it's I'm literally gonna, called the North Star.
1: My vision is not so great. So it's gonna take me a minute to find. I get
2: it. you. So what you got to do is you got to get your eyes adjusted to the night. Don't have a whole lot of light around you. Find the Big Dipper. I don't know where the Big Dipper is. Okay, so you have a cell phone, right? I do. You have an iPhone? Yeah. Okay, you can download a Constellation app. I got to download an app for this? You don't have to. You just don't know where to look in the sky, (laughs) so I'm trying to help you out. (laughs) 50,000 years, last time this thing came this close. So you can download a Constellation app. You can throw it in the sky and kind of zoom around. It'll tell you, like, where you're at. But if you don't know where the, the Big Dipper is, northern part of the sky You'll find Polaris when you look straight up from that. And then to the right of it, you'll see with your naked eye, you'll see like a bright little light. That's your comet. Pretty cool stuff. Okay. Oh. In well, my opinion. If if I remember to do that, I'll try to do that. Just telling you. It's going to be great. Is it? I just geek out to this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like when they throw numbers out like 50,000 years and the last time it's came around and, you know, flying rocks in the sky that are burning just tons of gas behind it, sign me up. I just hope it never, like, comes close enough to where we have to, like, call Bruce Willis, which I don't think we'll be doing that. Not, he's not doing good. Um, yeah, yeah, apparently he's not doing that. Not, well. not good, not good. Also very, very poor uh, for what he's done in his career. But anyways, it's not a Bruce Willis topic. Um, I am kind of interested on this topic with you, Chris, because you're very opinionated. You kind of have, like, your your thoughts where you think, you know, people will start to shift the momentum, but I'm I'm interested to know what's the story. Is it the Andy Reid Bowl? Is it the Kelsey Brothers Bowl, or is it the Battle of the QBs? Personally, I think it's the Andy Reid Bowl, and I think that's where the media is going to take it, just because the figure that is Andy Reid, the the persona that he does carry. Uh, himself, the fact that he's coached both of these teams, and Philadelphia kind of gave up on him, or they just had a very ugly divorce, is kind of the way I look at it. Was very good with them, took them to four consecutive NFC Championship games, took them to a Super Bowl with To on one leg, um, Don McNabb, Michael Vick, LaShawn McCoy, all the all the great moments that he had in Philadelphia. And then the minute he leaves, he comes to Kansas City. Doug Peterson leaves. Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl with Philadelphia. Um, I think it's the Reed Bowl, but maybe you think it's Jalen versus Patrick, or it's the Kelsey brothers. Their personalities are too big to, to hide behind it.
1: I, I think all of those are going to be important. I mean, you're going to hear so many different narratives about this game over the next couple of weeks here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, a Kelsey Bowl going to be big, and surely, I, I expect Media Day is going to be something that's going to be very interesting to pay attention to from those two guys' perspective. Um, Andy Reid is going to try his damnedest to make sure that he's not any part of the story because Andy doesn't really want to be a part of the story. So I imagine he'll try to shrug off as much uh, Andy Reid bowl type questions as possible. I feel like to me, the story is Patrick Mahomes going for his second Super Bowl ring, adding to his greatness. Now that Tom Brady's gone. Now that he, we think he is, you know, he said he's gone forever, right, but over. you you know how it is. You know how this is. Like, I don't know how many times I've seen guys, guys say they're going to be gone and then they're not, or hint that they're going to be gone and they don't. So I'll, 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 I'll reserve my judgment on that until, uh, until later. But I think now that he's gone, presumably it's now the path for Patrick Mahomes to reach the pinnacle of. NFL stardom Uh as far as the all-time all-time race is concerned obviously right he's got a long ways to go to match Brady I don't think he has to match the the number of titles but as far as like a career accomplishments and and overall legacy and you know showcase of talent he's got a ways to go still but like he's I mean getting to your third Super Bowl in five years as a starter is something that very few quarterbacks in the history of the game have been able to do And I think has anybody done it Brady? um, But like, that's it. (laughs) That's it. And like, it would just, if he were to win this game Mm -hmm. at this point, now you would have to seriously consider him in the, like in the conversation above other quarterbacks, except for probably Joe Montana and Brady. And that's it. Like at that point, he's got just as many rings as, as, as Peyton Manning. And on top of that, he also wasn't being dragged by his defense in his running game in that second Super Bowl like like Manning was. And on top of that, you look at the career accomplishments, the number of playoff wins and all of that, like 11 playoff wins in 14 playoff games. Right. Uh, that's not something that you see very often. I mean, he would be almost at Peyton Manning's 14 playoff wins in his career. And again, he's only 27. So like this could be a legacy-making game for him. Also, the fact that you have two black starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl is huge. Black History Month, that's massive. Um, Jalen Hurts is going to – you're going to hear a lot about him because I I think a lot of people look at him and like he quite hasn't gotten his due this year. So, certainly there's going to be talk about that as well. I imagine, like, the the pregame coverage for the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. is going to be big on that part because Black History Month. So, those parts are going to be massive as well. But I think the biggest story – is going to be Mahomes kind of solidifying himself in that all time race for best player of all time.
2: If he wins, that's oh yeah. I mean like he, he can't he can't
1: reach best of all time, but he mm. can certainly put himself higher on the list with this w- with a win here. And at that point now it's like he's very quickly catching up to Brady at mm. a very, very early part of his career.
2: Right. I think with Andy Reid and the Philadelphia story, I think it's been long enough, because I know Philadelphia fans are uh, Bay when it comes to, like, I think, I forget whose wife it was of a player. I forget. She said that they were, like, wishing her playing crashes. They were like. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, they're, they're not. They're bad. not. They're, they're not fun people to be around. No. Um, But I think that Andy Reid has an has maybe been away long enough and I think they've won a Super Bowl without him to where I don't think that they they would they would be ugly, but I then again it's it's one of those things where I'm not gonna there's no way I'm gonna hold that against. I think that they still are gonna be the true faithful that they are. But I think with the way it ended in Philadelphia, like I, I really do think like when we when we watch the Super Bowl pregame show on Sunday, you're gonna have a segment where it's gonna be Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey in the same room talking to blank reporter. Um, there's going to be a segment where it's going to be a one-on-one with Andy Reed and a reporter. There's also going to be one where it's going to be Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes sitting in the same room talking.
1: That's absolutely going to
2: happen. Yeah, right. They're going to have both those quarterbacks sitting there trying to say, well, what do you like about his game? What do you like about his game? And, you know, with, with Andy Reed and he's, he's too professional and he's too nice to really say anything of hatred or of neglect towards the Philadelphia Eagles. But, I think deep down, right, this is one that he really, really, really wants for many reasons. One, the second one always kind of jumps you ahead of everything else. Like you win one, eh, you may never win another one. It might've been a fluke. You might've just had a lucky run because you never won another one. People can always hold that against you. You win two, man, that's great. But not only that, you went two against your former team where you were the head coach of that team for as long as you were for the success that you had and for them to just kind of, you know, take the words out of Tyree kills mouth, just like leave him out on the side of the road. Like it's like he was trash technically is kind of the way it ended. Like they had a lot of success. He was heavily involved in the front office and then, that kind of went ugly and, and you know, player control and team control, basically a GM and a head coach and an offensive coordinator is what Andy Reed was doing in Philadelphia. It started to slip a little bit. And then Andy Reed's record with the Philadelphia Eagles started to slip a little bit. And in that town, you must be successful. You must be successful often. And they had a couple skid years and they let Andy Reed go. And ever since then, Andy Reed has not had a losing losing season. he has seven consecutive conference title wins he's been to three Super Bowls in five years with the quarterback that kindly that that finally gave him that that step above of everybody else and I think that's kind of where I think the focus will shift I think the Mahomes thing is is very very good and very popular and I will talk about Mahomes with the departure of Tom Brady here in a second cuz it was a big day for the legacy of football one because the new one that's coming and the old one that is leaving but i think that when you look at Andy Reid and what he's done for Philadelphia and then you look at Andy Reid and what he's done for Kansas City i mean Chiefs fans didn't see a successful playoff team for 30 years they didn't see a Super Bowl since 1969 and then Andy Reid came to town and and Clark Hunt did the smartest thing he just did not let him go to Arizona he said you are not leaving you are staying in Kansas City. Here are some burnt ends. Here's a blank check. Here's a G5. Just stay here. And the other storyline that might hit is there's a lot of people that probably have future bets on the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. You and I think are both of those people, Chris Unicero. Yes. And we would be very happy if I both would, of those uh, hit.
1: Happy,
2: yeah. I would because be
1: incredibly happy.
2: Financially and also as a fan. Correct. Yeah. There's a good chance it would total more than probably half of the radio checks that I have gotten in my career. Um, that is not a lie. I'm Dusty Liggins. That is Christian Nocero We come back. Uh, the end of an era was announced today. I do believe him. I do believe him, even though he's cried wolf many, many times. But what does that mean for the next? Well, we'll tell you here on After
0: Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
2: Do you think you'll ever go out for lunch at 1045? No. I don't understand that. Like, I don't know if, like, there's a point at your life you get to a certain age and, like, 1050. But not only just, like, not like lunch, like a McAllister's or, like, a Panera, something like a light sandwich, like barbecue. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm not 10 o'clock. Is, if I'm eating barbecue, it's, like, leftover from from the day earlier. or if I'm eating it at 10. I'm not
2: point, eating at 1045. I now, I understand there are, like, people out there that, that get up at, like, 5 a.m., and start working at, like, 6, and by 11, you're hungry. But, I mean, like, even then, man, like, the people that I'm referring to do not work. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sure they're up.
1: 1045 is brunch time. That's it. That's not.
2: Is not, there a window for brunch? Like, is it 10 to, like, 1? I think it's, like. 10 to noon? Yeah. Like, maybe yeah, maybe like 10
1: afternoon. To, it's 10 10 just to not noon. even brunch, even if you're I eating I, breakfast yeah, is I think still. It's, lunch. I think it's lunch at that point. Once you get past noon, I think it's it's lunch.
2: Yeah, it's. I just don't get it. Mm. It is the retired life. The text line. I'm telling you, man. Like, the other job. It's it's uncanny, man. It's like the doors don't even open till eleven. And I mean, it's like the the walking. That's rude to say because I don't mean they're dead, but it's it's like that, man. It's just like straight to the door. You know for a fact they don't look on their phone when the place opens because that's just way ahead, way 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 ahead of their time. Weird, man. I just never never <laughs> or, be craving them. Or, or they're waiting in the car. For oh, the, heat on for the doorstep. Heat <laughs> on. Living five minutes away, like someone's <laughs> gonna take their spot. You get into the restaurant an hour and a half before they open. And it's crazy too because like we'll be walking in, you'll see them in their car, just like staring at us, like they're here, so they have to serve us. It's like, well, you know, the, I'd like to have a little bit of my coffee and and make sure my hair looks okay before you come slandering in here.
1: The place that you work at though, like it gets busy really quick. It so came. like maybe they're like, I got to beat the rush. I got to beat the lunch rush. Let me get there early.
2: Yeah, and see, like, this is what I'm saying, like, people in the text line, man, I wake up at 4, so breakfast is at 6, lunch is at 11. Yeah, but you probably waking up at 4 because you got to go to work. These people haven't worked since Reagan was in office. Like, why are you hungry?
1: Somebody asked, do you ever do brunch at Denny's at 3 o'clock when you're hungover? I'm never that's, hungover. That's not brunch. I've had one
2: hangover my entire life.
1: That's not brunch. That's just a late lunch.
2: Yeah. But I think it's because they get confused with it's breakfast food past lunch. So does it no, you're just having breakfast for lunch. Yeah, that's exactly the, which no. is the definition of brunch. Yeah, you can't that's like <laughs> saying that if you
1: eat breakfast food for dinner, that's still brunch. No, yeah. it's not. That's dinner. You're having breakfast
2: for dinner. I do love breakfast for dinner, by the way. It when, is good. It when, is when mom good. and dad used to yeah. do that back in the
1: day. That was usually my parents don't really want to cook anything that elaborate. So they just whip up some eggs and bacon and yeah. make some pancakes and try to keep it simple.
2: Breakfast kind of seems more like you have to be more attentive to cook breakfast than anything, though. Because, like, bacon's the most annoying thing to cook unless you have, like, a giant-ass griddle, which that's nice. But, again, like, eggs, you got to make sure you don't burn them, or if you do over easy or over medium, you got to flip them at the I don't know.
1: Somebody's giving us their entire schedule here on, I the, dig it. on the text line. <laughs> Bro, we don't need to know your workout and work schedule. We're good, bro.
2: But it's fine. Like, I mean, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I also feel like brunch can only be on the weekends. That's just a weird. Yeah, I don't
1: think you can have brunch during the week unless you don't work.
2: Yeah. I think it's a weekend thing.
1: Yeah, definitely a weekend. Unless unless like a holiday or something. You could do brunch on a holiday during the week. Like if
2: it's like a July 4th brunch, you can do uh-huh. that. You can do that. Labor Day brunch. Yeah. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, Christian DeSero, Dusty Likens, Luke with us as well here on 610 Sports Radio After Hours. Um, so Tom Brady, I know there's a lot of people that will, that they'll believe it when it's like officially like been five years, but today announces to the world. I'll believe morning it guys. when he's in the hall uh, of fame. I'll thing. get to the point yeah, right away.
1: I'm retiring for good. I know the process, uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured, I just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. If you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go
2: on forever, there's too many. Thank you for not. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. So very weird, a very weird uh, retirement from one Tom Brady. Um, it kind of seems like there's a lot going into this because the way that he announced it, you can tell that he's still like really emotionally like tied to football. Even though this is the second slash third time he's retired. Cause he basically retired before the Super Bowl that the Chiefs won. And then he's took an entire ad out where he came in black and white and was like, I'm not done. I'm just done in New England. And like, oh God, spare me. And then he retired last year for what was it, like 17 days? I thought it was a month. Was it a month? I thought it was like a month. Okay. Either way, it wasn't long enough. And then came back again. And I think the one thing about Tom Brady retiring this way is like, why did you come back this year? I know last year he threw 5,000 yards. I understand that he was still one of the top passing options. Tampa just doesn't run the ball. So like irrelevant to me. The other thing that I find very interesting with Tom Brady retiring um. What does it mean for Patrick Mahomes? I think for me personally, what I think it means is that now Mahomes is the guy no matter what he is the killer at the end of the game, or as a lot of people like to call him the grim reaper. But for me, it's more so like Patrick Mahomes now is when everybody looks around the franchises, There is no longer that debate of, well, is Tom Brady still in the league? Because Tom Brady's given me enough evidence, enough times, and came through with it, that he's still the guy. Like if Steph Curry's in the league and you ask one guy to shoot you a three-pointer, no matter how old Steph gets, you're going to say, I want Steph to shoot the three. And what I think Mahomes now has to do now that Brady is officially gone, and I do think this is it. I think that the – I think he had a long conversation with Gronk. I think he had a long conversation with some Fox executives where they were like, hey, man, we give Greg Olson a, another year in the booth, man. You may not get in, which that is really unfortunate for Greg Olson.
1: I feel bad for him, man.
2: I do too, honestly. And I know he year. makes a lot of money and a lot of people are like, how can you feel bad for, for rich assholes? A, he's not an asshole. Two, he's a good dude. And I think the thing about it that sucks the most is that Greg Olson, how he does his job and how he informs people what's going on is is, is fantastic. And I thought Danny Parkins, our old teammate, I thought he had a good tweet today because he said, if you're Greg Olson, you've got to, A, call NBC and be like, Y'all want to get three in the booth? Because how much longer do you think Chris Collinsworth is doing this? Which I don't think Chris is in it for the long haul. I think Chris has got maybe two years left. And then, or whenever that contract ends, I'd have to look into it. And then he might be like, all right, with with the with the ownership that I have and next-gen stats and everything that I have going on, I'm good. And I think that if you did that, maybe they think about it. Because you have to think that Aikman and Romo are probably locks, is what Parkins says. And then the other thing you got to do is you got to put pressure on Fox and be like, do you really think that Tom Brady is going to be that guy on game day? And I think that when you look at what it means for Patrick Mahomes, what does he have to get to, to do the comparison? Right? Because for the rest of our lives, Chris, as long as Michael Jordan is alive and as long as LeBron is playing basketball, LeBron's going to have to get at least one more to even be in contention for the greatest of all time, if ever, which I don't think he'll ever get to Jordan's status. I don't, I, don't, I think it's
1: it hit him, him reaching Jordan status is long
2: gone. Well, yeah, I'm with you. And I know that there's probably going to be a time where a lot of people be like, well, LeBron's in the championship game. What does it mean? Not much. I think LeBron is just forever in that Kobe category when it comes to Jordan. I think it's Jordan, and then I think there's Kobe and LeBron. And then if you want to have your debate with Kobe versus LeBron, that's on you. But I think Mahomes has got to get at least four rings. In my opinion, I might say five because Brady has seven. But four rings, getting a second one this year, you kind of mentioned it in the last segment. If he wins this Super Bowl, the conversation Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, for me at least, the next four days, are where does Patrick Mahomes rank now all time, and can he get to the same type of legacy narrative that is Tom Brady? Yeah. That's just kind of where I'm at if he he wins. If he
1: wins, yeah. And that's that's the thing is, like, because you're already starting to hear it now. Like, obviously, Nick Wright has been talking about it for a while, but, like, it's it's this is going to be a legacy game. Like you heard, uh, I remember I, I watched a lot of stuff on Monday, and on Monday it was, that was like one of the all time greatest performances we've seen in an, in a conference championship game. Yeah, and so at that point it's like if they if he wins the Super Bowl two weeks after that game, when he's hurt. Everyone thought he was gonna he was gonna be hobbled around and not gonna be able to play very well. Yeah, I mean, better surely did. They hopped on that line when it was Chiefs minus two and a half, and it swung all the way to Bengals minus one and a half in a couple days. So, like, clearly there was uh, a lot of opinion. I remember reading stuff on the Athletic, and they were like, there were like unnamed executives and, you know, people like, oh, there's no way Mahomes is going to play well on that ankle. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out there and he just – he way outperformed Joe Burrow in that game. It's like you 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 look at it and it's like that was a legacy-defining game. And then you go and cap it off with your second championship in, in three appearances in your first five seasons as a starter. Like that's a, a legacy-defining moment. And, like, there's not very many quarterbacks you can point to that have done that this early in their careers. Yeah. So then it becomes – the conversation becomes – What does, where does he rank all time and how quickly does it take for him to, to reach Tom Brady? Uh And I think like, cause like, you know, I've been thinking about this last month or so about like the comparisons, you know, like the easy comparison for Tom Brady has always been Michael Jordan because seven rings, right? I don't think that that's actually a good comparison because if you look at like what Michael Jordan did for, for basketball and Tom Brady, what he's done for football Tom Brady's more he's kind of more like a Kareem or a Bill Russell than he is a, a, a Michael Jordan because it's not like he's like revolutionizing the style of play. Mm-hmm. He's more so been the greatest winner that we've seen in the game. And that's not what Michael Jordan was because there's guys that got more rings than Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. But Michael Jordan revolutionized how guards played the game. And he ushered in this era of wings who control the game, who, con- who control scoring uh-huh. and who-, who dominate their offense, uh, th- their team through offense and defense. And you look at like how Patrick Mahomes plays and like he's revolutionizing how the quarterback plays. Uh-huh. So as long as he has the winning to back up, the style of play and the way that he's helped change the game. I think he would probably be a more appropriate comparison to Michael Jordan. Cause again, Michael Jordan doesn't have the most rings in NBA history, right? Bill Russell's got him beat on that and he'll never be able to beat that number. So I, I really do think that there's a lot of things that would help out some of these other, you know, that would help out his case to reach the Jordan status. You're already seeing a bunch of people compare him to Michael Jordan. Anyways.
2: Yeah. And I also have this question. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes can be revolutionary because of the way that he plays his sports. I think there is a I don't know, the way that he plays, the way that his position is, it's hard to say that he could be like a revolutionary. Like Steph Curry is is revolutionary, right? Cuz cuz Steph Curry is a guy that's like, "Oh, well, we can just have guys chuck up threes. We can have guys, you know, become that type of guard play, that type of thing." And you know, when you look at that type of player, there isn't a ton of there isn't a ton of people that may ever do what Patrick Mahomes does, the improvisational type of quarterback that Mahomes is, you just may never see again. Jordan revolutionary one hundred percent. Patrick Mahomes because of his skill set, hard to say if he could be, but I think now that Brady is out, I also think that Mahomes needs to like his Super Bowl numbers aren't great, two touchdowns, four interceptions. Now, in the last Super Bowl he played, um, ugh, he got mobbed in that it game. of out of his control, man. Like, he just didn't really have any time to throw the ball. Guys were dropping the balls, hit him in the face. Um, but two touchdowns, four interceptions. But, again, three Super Bowls in five years. Tom,
1: I think, I think that, was a, that was kind of a legacy-making game, though, because he went out there and did everything he possibly could to win that game. So, I don't think that was much of a detriment to his legacy than, like, some people might try to make you believe.
2: Yeah, and I think that that was just one of those things where, again, Tom Brady was around. So it was kind of one of those, well, it's Tom Brady. Like you never bet against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, especially if he plays a home game. Um, but I would like to see it. I mean, third time in the Super Bowl, I would love nothing more than Mahomes to go out there and, you know, put up a, a 29, a 34, and 320 yards and three touchdowns and just kind of be like, all right, world. Here we are. Now we know why Andrew Lux said, I don't want to play this sport anymore at this level. But again, Tom Brady retires. I asked the question, this class is finally done. There's one lingering around, but we have an opinion I think about of every quarterback that is now no longer playing that did when I was, well, a lot younger than I am now. Coming up next on After Hours.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.
1: Hey, it's Travis Kelsey, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
2: In on after hours up until nine o'clock. Luke, Chris, Dusty, we're all here with you tonight on 610 Sports Radio. Leading you all the way up to the Super Bowl in ten days. Ten days. And then we'll uh we'll finally get to play this battle of, of Kansas City versus Philadelphia, which we broke it out this night with the what the lead storyline was. We'll bring that back a little bit later in case you missed it. But Today, the big news of the day, I think, overall in sports, is that Tom Brady did hang it up. It does sound like it does seem like it's over. If it's not, it's stupid. They should just like force him to not be able to come back, or like any team that picks him up has to give up two future first round picks because we're it, 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 you don't want to do this. Like don't don't do the Brett Favre, don't do the Michael Jordan. Just just end it. I just don't think anybody would be shocked.
1: No, I, for I sure not. I, I th- like I remember, was it Trevor Price? Used to be an edge rusher, yeah. played for like the Broncos and the Ravens. I remember he he wrote an article like a decade ago about how hard it is to retire from football. Oh, yeah. Because you've dedicated your life to it. Many of these kids played like Pop Warner. Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, at the very latest, you've been playing it since high school. And it's become your life. Mm-hmm. It's become the greatest skill you have. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to just hang it up and just say, no, I'm not doing it anymore.
2: Not only that, but I think that – now, Tom Brady is an anomaly, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's one of those guys that he – he's, what, 45? Yeah. And he said he was going to try to play to 45. Yeah. And the thing about it is, is like most guys – maybe I'm wrong – But most guys retire when they're like 37, like 38. So like, that would be like, you put it into like your perspective. That'd be like me doing radio from, I don't know, seven or eight until like two more years, three more years. And then I'm done. And I, it's like, okay, now you gotta do something else. It always makes me think when guys that are, are lifers that play in the league forever, it always kind of reminds me of, of Shawshank when like reds trying to get out Morgan Freeman. And it's just like, well, I don't know what to do now, you know, or like Brooks, the guy that was like the librarian, right? He like he just sat there his whole life in prison, only knowing to do that. And then gets out into the real world. And he's like, I don't know what to do. And I don't like this. It's not something that I'm into plus ego, right? Like you're the hotshot. You're the guy. You're the quarterback of a franchise that knows you're the most important part. And all of that is about to be irrelevant. Yeah. Like it's 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 earth shattering.
1: Yeah. It's tough for a lot of people when that has been your life, especially like once they get to college, because your entire adult life is you being a football player. And now all of a sudden you're just, you're free. He didn't know, like Trevor said, like, dude, I didn't know what to do with myself after I finished my career because it was not something I was prepared to do. I was always working for next season and now there's no next season.
2: Yeah. You think about it, these guys like now play 17 weeks in an 18 week season and it's like, there's more to it than like, like you could even like peel it back a little bit and look at Pete Sweeney. Like Pete Sweeney starts getting on the beat in April when the draft starts and he goes until February. Football doesn't start until September. So fill in those months. But again, the quarterbacks that are out, Eli Payton, Phillip Rivers, Drew Brees, Roethlisberger, Brady. I think Rodgers is the only one that is hanging on to that what will end up being one of the greatest six quarterback class that we've ever seen in our life. Now, part of the reason that being is because those are kind of the guys that revolutionized the new way of football because everybody before them was I formation ground and pound defense wins championships, cliche after cliche, after cliche, Eli, obviously hall of fame, legacy beat Brady twice. Ruining a, a perfect season, won two Super Bowls, was a good quarterback, right? Phillip Rivers, opinion of him, never got it done. Just never was able, and it just tells you, like, these guys played for years and years and years. Phillip Rivers, never got it done. Ben Roethlisberger, kind of a 50-50 career, if you ask me. Had kind of the, the mess up with the aggressiveness in, his, in the college town with the young lady in the bathroom.
1: That's a way to put it.
2: <laughs> and uh, and really uh, was fortunate for his career-wise that that didn't happen in the time frame of now. Well, if it was now, he'd have been You'd done. You'd have never he'd seen have it. Been, He'd have been done. You'd have never had the emotional send-off that he got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Roethlisberger, two-ring winner. So kind of in a class of his own. He's kind of one of those quarterbacks that, you know, he's got more than Breeze. He's got more than Rodgers. Um, he's in there with Eli, right? They're kind of in that same... I'd put him a per- little bit
1: above Eli. You would? Yeah. I mean, not that much above right. Eli. But, yeah, i put him above
2: Eli. And he's just – they kind of have those – you know, they're not fluky guys, but they they did it. Breeze, I don't know how you judge Breeze. I mean, put up a ton of numbers, was kind of a, a underdog his whole career, right? The shoulder injury happens in, in San Diego, and then they trade him. And, yeah, they get Phillip Rivers, and, you know, that whole thing develops the way it does – but it's like, if you could imagine what happens. But then he goes to you know the Saints and, and revamps his career. And then you look at Brady and Manning. And, you know, eventually we were going to get to the day where neither one were in the league. But growing up and watching football develop and blossom into the sport that it is today, they're the reason why. At least for me. Football is where it is at today attention-wise, uh, entertainment-wise, because of that quarterback battle. Now, when our parents grew up, right, they were watching guys like Eric Dickerson, OJ Simpson, guys like that that were really good at just, like, being the individual running back behind offensive lines and and really establishing that game. Now, I get it. There were guys like Unitas and, and – and, Namath and and Bradshaw and all those greats. Montana even came along a little bit later. But Brady and Manning, like the Sunday afternoon games for championships or divisional rounds, really kind of put the focus on where the NFL is, in my opinion, today. And with Brady retiring, Aaron Rodgers being the only one left, that entire class of those seven guys is finally over. And the NFL happens fast. And kind of the backside of this, this information is, is don't take what you're watching with young Patrick Mahomes for granted, because one day I will be 55 years old and I'll be the dude that says, man, I remember there was a game where there were 13 seconds left and everybody in the world thought it was, you know, it was over. And here he came down the field. Some of these guys don't really have legacies like that, nor they never will because they're retired. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, they have those games. Drew Brees, MVP, a couple on the resume, a Super Bowl on the resume. Phillip Rivers, I do believe all these guys are Hall of Famers, correct? We all can agree to that? Yeah, I wouldn't, Eli, I would, I
1: wouldn't put all these guys in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, good. they'll get in. Phillip's probably the one guy you leave out. I leave out him and Eli.
2: Eli's got two rings. Yeah, but like he's never and been a consistently re- great quarterback. Wasn't his career record, isn't it like 500? Like on the nose? I thought he was it's like probably a, similar. To that, I thought it like, was like 230, 260 I think, and 260 I think or something he, like that. I think he
1: like, yeah, I think it's probably similar to that. He, I think he missed the playoffs more than he made the playoffs. So like I wouldn't put him in personally, but like I can understand if you want to put him in because of the him beating the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. Like, right. It's not all. I mean, that's a legacy maker right there, but I, I personally would not vote. If I had a Hall of Fame vote, he would not get it for me. The NFL is a little soft. Yeah, they kind of yeah. let everybody and anybody. In. I mean, they're going to let guys in now because of their numbers, you know, like all like everybody mm-hmm. now has like way better numbers than they did like 40 50 years ago. Sure. So yeah, they're all going to get in.
2: Right. Um but I would not personally vote for Rivers or Eli Manning. Depending on who you liked and who you watched, it's how you'll remember any of those quarterbacks, but I think if I had to give like one distinctive memory of each, Peyton Manning will be the one that that kind of changed the game for me just because of growing up with Madden. Like, they invented the, what was it, the precision passing?
1: Yeah, and the, the hot routing. And he the was, hot routing. He was the Madden quarterback. Yeah, yeah. he was he's that like a Madden guy. player.
2: Breeze, kind of the guy that didn't have to be the tall guy, but had the explosive arm to where you could make it. He he was Dan Marino with the Super Bowl win. Correct. Tom Brady, the GOAT, right? Like, he's just... Big Ben was just, like, the epitome of quarterbacks. Like, didn't really seem athletic, but was, like, crazy freakishly athletic, he but was, also just... A big tree back there.
1: He was basically what every team wanted their quarterback to be in the 80s and 90s. Just a big-bodied, strong-arm quarterback. That's exactly what Big Ben was.
2: Eli just will always be the guy that, I don't know, I'm not going to say underappreciated. I think he's exactly what you thought Eli would be. Probably get a Super Bowl ring. Two's kind of a, maybe kind of a a bonus. The two is the big
1: bonus. I think the two is the reason why he gets in. The one wouldn't be enough to get in, but the two absolutely. And
2: like because of. What they did to win it—they beat an undefeated Patriots team. Yeah, yeah.
1: The story behind it too, and that—I that, mean—that's the reason why Kurt Warner got in. The story.
2: Yeah, and yeah, numbers. And then yeah, Phillip, he does have great numbers. And then Philip Rivers, I think, we'll always just know as like the the blank head of the group. Like he's the he's <laughs> the guy that just kind of was that annoying dude that just you you just wanted to you know, you didn't like. He he's, just he just pissed you off. He was basically Dan Fouts.
1: Put up a lot of big numbers, but didn't do a whole lot of winning. Yeah. Basically, same
2: thing. I kind of like Phillip Rivers more than most people. I never liked him. Chris and Sarah Luke with us as well. Dusty Likens here with you. They're doing it again. They, the AFC West, they're doing it again because, well, the prince that's promised is delivering when it matters the most.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks, eats, drinks, scenic views. And it is good. Good. 610 Sports Radio.
2: Back in on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. Eli is better than Big Ben. From the text line. If he had the same weapons, his numbers would be very similar, if not better to Ben's. He still has better numbers than most and has two Super Bowl MVPs. Ben's got none and was just surrounded by a lot more talent. Plus, Eli's not a creep signed ZC.
1: I think the last line is the reason why yeah. they tried to make this case. It was nothing about that. Like, of course, Eli's going to have better numbers than most. Every quarterback to, who plays in this era is going to have better numbers than most if you play around long enough because yeah. the game is just built for putting up major passing numbers. Joe Burrow's going to have better numbers than most people. Same thing with Josh Allen and every
2: other quarterback that plays for more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works today. Well, we think Josh Allen will. We think so. Yeah, he's Josh Allen gives me kind of the vibes of Cam Newton. No, but like more so, like could get the yips. I could see that. I mean, I could. Yeah, I could. Like Cam Newton. You know, like he Cam played- Newton just got straight embarrassed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was not the same. And then his us, style yeah. of play is just not going to last in this day's and age of, in the, of the NFL. Right. I mean,
1: Josh Allen plays very similar yeah. to him, though. Like, they are very physical runners, big guys. They probably get – they the refs probably let them get hit a little bit too violently.
2: I think Allen's arm is better. Way better, yeah. Yeah. Way better, yeah. But if there's anything we saw this year – like, Allen did not and, – and we can just finish this off right here. We could talk about what we were going to talk about a little later. But Piss
1: off some Bill fans.
2: Yeah. Well, we don't – I don't think that – I don't think we have to worry about that any, anymore. Yeah. But – because they kind of jumped ship real quick. They did. They once, did. once Eli <laughs> Apple sent that tweet out, they, they were like, all right, we're Chiefs fans for one week. Right, yeah. Now they want you to lose, but at least they jumped side real fast and were like, okay, it's Cincinnati that we don't some like. Some
1: Bill's fans were like – they they were able to look past it because they hate the Chiefs that much. But a lot of them did a- absolutely jump yeah. on the bandwagon for a week.
2: Oh, my boss at the other job and I said this before. She literally she's a diehard Bills fan. Like loves the Bills. Like That's knows tough. and and I was and she came up to me and she goes, just so you know, like majority of us, we're rooting for the Bills or we're rooting for the Chiefs. We hate Cincinnati. Now we then will hope that you get smoked in the Super Bowl, which. That's fine. You came in and joined us for one side of, of, of getting there. We'll take all sort of fans, but I am, I am concerned on where the divisions go next year, because a little bit of the news that happened. What was it? Yesterday, Sean Payton decides he's going to go to Denver. Um, I don't think he basically decided he was going to go to Denver. I think Denver just realized they weren't going to get uh, old boy from San Fran because Houston D'Amico got Ryan. him. Yeah, I think that's who everybody wanted was D'Amico. Oh, oh yeah, I would want right? yeah. And once Denver was like, yeah, hey, it ain't happening, they were like, all right, Sean, what do you want? We'll give you whatever you want. New Orleans, we'll give you whatever you want. And it's AFC West again. Denver now has to save their quarterback. Who's been saved? Um, Ask him. And the thing about it is, is that Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, it already feels like it doesn't work because Sean Payton was not their, not their number one choice. And yet now Denver has lost two first round picks, two second round picks, a third round pick on their quarterback. And now their head coach. And I just don't know, like we talk about Josh Allen getting the yips. I think Russell Wilson is, is screwed daddy. Like, I don't think Russell Wilson will ever be what he was ever again. I think that the game just either gets you quicker than most, or you're just not about it. I think Tom Brady was one of those guys that kind of figured it out early was like, Hey, I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to get with these nutritionists. I'm going to get with these type of physical therapists and I'm going to make my career work. He also was very good at having a really good head coach that was like, hey, you worry about this, and I'll worry about this, and together we'll make it work. It happens, right? And Josh Allen's, it's interesting, but you look at the Denver Broncos trying to do this because they can't continue to lose to the Chiefs, but they will. They gave Sean Payton half of Walmart. It won't work because of what's at quarterback. You then... Look at the other side, man. That's, I got, I got to stop real quick. What's the guy's name? That was the head coach at VCU that looked like Nick Wright. And then oh, Shaka Smart. Has he not had the three most drastic chains of a physical appearance in basketball? What does
1: he look like now?
2: It's on FS1. If you needed a, if a uh, source, I don't know what. I don't know. Seventy-five what channel. Seventy-five. Uh, look, but he look, went change it to seventy-five. He went here. from bald to, like, a fro during the quarantine, and now he looks like the situation from Jersey Shore. I mean, that is crazy. But to go back to this, the Chargers are also screwed because they hired Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator. And, Chris, you know just as well as I do, Bro, what is he doing? He looks like the
1: sitch. (laughs) That is terrible. Does he look like the sitch? What is he doing? His hairline's a little
2: back, but like, what is he doing? And then if you look at before that, he was Sideshow Bob with Texas when he had like the curly fro. Oh, he looks ridiculous. And then he was bald.
1: I think, is he trying to grow his hair out like Nick Wright did?
2: It's not gonna look that good. It's not gonna look that good, but I think he's trying Nick, to grow his hair out like Nick did. Nick's wife is doing something really well with his fashion. It's she, working. Yeah,
1: she's 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 working. Fashion on Bird his is end.
2: really doing well with Nick. Wright. I, I never ever thought
1: I would see him with long hair, dude. And
2: he's even shaking it now on. Yeah, on, he on, is. On, yeah.
1: He's yeah, you're feeling it now. Before <laughs> he was hairs, a buzz cut Luke guy. Luke's hair is
2: closer to, to Nick Wrights than, than right than Sasha will ever get. Yeah,
1: he had he had he was buzz cutting over here, and then now he's just got Hell. that long locks. Shoulder length hair.
2: I said, you're going to live in New York. You better look apart. His hair is almost as long as mine. He out here feeling it. Damn. But you know that Kellen Moore being the, the offensive coordinator is straight up. Hey man, if we suck again, you're out. Brandon Staley and Kellen Moore is in. So they've already brought a QB controversy at head coach in LA. They've already got their second man up in Sean Payton in Denver. Vegas, I mean, let's just admit it. (laughs) They're going to bring back Josh for another year. (laughs) So, future betters. They don't have a quarterback. Don't worry about the movement in the AFC West. Pick the Chiefs. Pick over the wins. Pick AFC probably champs again. Because good luck, man. Good luck. Coming up next, the man that gets all the credit, that deserves all the credit to me this year, is not Andy Reid and it's not Patrick Mahomes.
0: You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.